Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Beachy Talk podcast. This is episode 110, in which I'll do another bonus episode as you get geared up for season three of the podcast. And in this episode, I will be talking about international collaborations. This episode is recorded while I have quite a cold, so I may sound a bit different from usual. But so far, I have at least some voice and I can speak. So today I wanted to talk a bit about international collaborations because be developing these international networks um, with colleagues internationally is extremely important as you become an independent scholar. So you're no longer expected to work exclusively with your colleagues at your institution or your former supervisor and you're expected to spread your wings and develop new collaborations. So unless you are planning to shut the door behind you and work in solitude for the rest of your days, and I must say that with all the meetings and teaching and whatnot that I have nowadays, that that idea actually sounds very attractive. But in reality, in academia, you are expected to reach out to colleagues worldwide that have skills that are required in certain projects. So in, in initiating international networks and collaboration is also important for your publications as it's generally considered public, a positive if you get the opportunity to publish with colleagues from different institutions and, and show your international reach. So how do we go about that and build those international collaborations? Do you just you know, hop on a plane, go knock on the door of a colleague whose work you've read or just barge into their office to make them an offer for a, for a collaboration that, of course, they won't be able to refuse because you are a rock star scientist. Well, you can try and, and, and do let me know what happens and, and uh, perhaps film it as it may be interesting. Um, but there's no need for such drastic ways. There's a variety of ways in which you can start working across institutions and across borders. So here are a few ideas that I wanted to share uh, to get you started. The first one is to reach out to colleagues. If you have colleagues that you've met several times at conferences and had uh, good discussions with, they are potential collaborators. If you get a chance to talk to one of your colleagues at a conference, you can propose to work on a topic together. Don't be too vague, but propose a topic that is of mutual interest so that it combines both your skills. Make sure you've read some of the work of your potential collaborators so that you have a good grasp of what they're working on or what they have been working on. And if you want to, want to start small, you can propose to write a conference paper, perhaps organize a special session at a conference on a topic first, and then see where the results take you. And if the collaboration is pleasant, you can consider to apply for funding together for a joint project. The second thing you can consider is to reach out after reading a paper. So if you've read an interesting paper, you can go ahead and reach out to the author to ask some further questions. And if the author proposes an interesting method, you can perhaps ask for supplementary material and suggest to implement this method to your results. And if that, those results are interesting, you can develop a publication together. You'd be surprised how often fellow researchers really react enthusiastically. I have this experience with, for example, some of the databases that I have developed, which I used for my theoretical work, but then I have talked to colleagues who have different theoretical models who are interested in really working together on applying their theoretical models to my database. And that uh, while my database is 
free to use for everybody. And I definitely don't have to be caught around everybody who used my database at all. Um, in some cases, going back and forth with the model and the database and the discussions has led to, to very interesting insights. And then my contribution is something that perhaps has been enough to, to warrant authorship. And of course, if somebody doesn't reply to you, or if they don't feel they want to share additional thoughts and insights on the topic, don't be too disappointed. Um, I myself have had to tell people I'm full with projects. I really can't take on any new collaboration at, the, at this moment. Um, or I've had to say, well, get back to me in six months from now because I'm very loaded. And um, or in some cases I've, I've had to say, well, sorry, I, I don't have any funding on this topic anymore. And I have shift my, shifted my focus to to topics in which I actively have funding at the moment. So these are valid reasons. People, people have various reasons not to, to collaborate, even if they would like to, or, or everybody has limited time. The third topic, and that's particularly in my field of engineering, but that's service appointments. And I'm not talking here about service within university, but service on technical committees. So Technical committees in my field develop technical documents. So you get the opportunity to publish those documents as committee documents or by working in smaller task groups. And if you are in your early career, I really recommend that you join technical committees and work on the technical documents so that you get a chance to interact with colleagues from different institutions and have that collaboration within the setting of the technical committee. Idea number four is to apply for funding with colleagues. If you have a colleague at a different institution with whom you've worked previously on a smaller project, for example, a conference paper, you've set up um, a special session, we've worked together in a technical committee and you know your working styles are compatible, you can consider applying for funding together. So for example, when it's within European Union, Horizon 2020 types of projects, you know that international collaborations are encouraged or even necessary you need to put together a consortium. And of course, you want to work with people whom you trust that they will do the work if the proposal gets funded. You can apply for special grants that um, encourage international collaboration. And many universities have offices that are really dedicated to helping you find a call for proposals that are of your interest. So work together on a larger project with funding that is going to require some trips back and forth, which is going to intensify your working relationship. Um, number five is to jointly supervise students. The funding is not an option, but your university offers exchange programs for your students. For example, to do their bachelor thesis at a different university, you can work together by supervising a student jointly. So you can propose a topic that is of mutual interest between you and an international colleague and find a student interested in the topic and then send the students for a few months to your colleague to work there. In COVID times, this wasn't possible, but I have worked with a few colleagues internationally on thesis topics that have resulted in, in nice publications. You can indeed replace the thesis or project by jointly written paper or develop a paper later on um, based on the thesis or the project, depending on the graduation requirements of your institution as well. And I would say the last one is really to 
invite colleagues who are interested in collaboration, go to visit other universities that are really interested in collaboration so that you'll be able to have meetings with them to discuss topics of mutual interest in person that typically does go better if you have uh, a few days of a visit that you can really outline your strategy to work together um, and as well visit your dean, rector, if it's a small university and you have direct contact to the rector, visit them so that they're aware of your collaboration because internationalization is huge. If you, um, if, if, if you can develop a collaboration that results in a memorandum of understanding or, or another type of collaboration between your universities, that is a win for the administration as well. Um, so with these tips on how to set up international collaborations, I will say goodbye for today before my voice really gives out. Um, hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode and I'll be back next week with more PG Live and Research Organics. Thank you so much for listening.